0: You know what I miss? Uh, Comics blogs! The comics blog scene was pretty wild and lively about 10 years ago, 15 years ago? That's actually a large part of how I got into comics, and how I came to recognize the name of our subject tonight, Chris Eliopoulos. I say tonight. I'm actually recording this on Saturday night, we usually do our recording on Tuesday. As you can tell, we're not doing a regular episode this week. Aldo came down with the coronavirus. My little boy has RSV. John came down with something. It's not the flu, otherwise we'd have the upper respiratory infection trifecta. But as it is, everybody's on the mend, everybody's doing better, but we were not able to record a regular episode, so I wanted to throw together a quick little creator spotlight on Chris Eliopoulos. My original intent here was actually to focus on Eliopoulos' work as a letterer. That's what I know his name from primarily. He was one of the most prolific letterers of Marvel Comics, at least during the era when I was really getting into reading superhero comics again, circa 2008-2009. Eliopoulos has talked a little bit about his lettering career, Uh, In an interview with Comics Beat back in 2019, he discussed a Marvel internship that he had and said that they, at Marvel, saw his graphic design portfolio and knew that he understood type. So they groomed him to be a letterer. Those Those are his words. Uh, He kind of went along with it because, again, in his words, I read that Charles Schultz started as a letterer, so I thought I'd be in good company. To be honest, I stayed with it because it paid well and it was a career in comics. But on the side, I was always drawing. And that, I first saw Chris Eliopoulos' name as a letterer. However, he really started to stand out to me because of some of his artwork. The first comic of his I ever read was a book called Cowboy, which was written by Nate Cosby and drawn by Eliopoulos. If you can track down a copy of it, it's fantastic. Uh, There was a preview online on the comics blog Comics Alliance. I think you can still find some sample pages there if you want to check it out ahead of time. It's a revenge western, kind of like True Grit sort of thing, except the main character is a little boy, and he is going around rounding up criminal members of his family. And it's a surprisingly poignant story that has just really stellar art that manages to sell the comedy without downplaying the seriousness of the material itself. It's its this weird, fine line that the story walks, and Eliopoulos' art really sells it. You look at Eliopoulos' art, and you definitely see shades of newspaper comics. Peanuts, certainly. I see a lot of Calvin and Hobbes in Eliopoulos' artwork, especially in a webcomic that he was doing around the same time as... Cowboy. This is a book called Misery Loves Sherman. Well, I say book. Misery Loves Sherman, webcomic. Appears to have been mostly scrubbed from the internet. I managed to find a couple weeks worth of strips on a Polish language blog that was doing translations. What I read was actually pretty funny. The story follows a kid who has kind of the Calvin and Hops existence, right? He lives at home with his parents. He... Goes to school and has kind of a strained relationship with teachers. He his, his parents are pretty snarky. He's got a little sister who kind of beats up on him. But also, he has a couple of maybe imaginary friends? In his case, it's a couple of aliens that live in his room. Misery Loves Sherman reads a lot like Calvin and Hobbes. It has very similar line work, very similar background work. Sherman seems to, again, from the handful of strips that I've read, take a lot of walks back in the woods where there's a lot of nature scenery kind of filling in the background, kind of the same way that Bill Watterson did with Calvin and Hobbes. Um, However, it definitely reads like a different experience, even though there's a lot of similar plot beats and similar almost joke structures, similar sort of philosophizing. Imagine if the strip, Calvin and Hobbes, were headed up by Linus from Peanuts. And I think that gives you a pretty good idea of what Misery Loves Sherman is like. He is very earnest and very open-hearted in much the same way that Calvin was pretty cynical and selfish. There are very similar plot beats to what you saw with Calvin and Hobbes, but with a unique twist. Sherman gets babysat, but instead of having this sort of, like, antagonistic relationship with his babysitter, he develops a crush on her. Pretty, pretty fun. Whatever, like, I'm I'm kind of interested to try to track down more of Misery Loves Sherman, and if you can find it, again, Polish language blog out there, there's there's some strips available. So, yeah, I see a lot of Calvin and Hobbes, um, but I definitely also see the Peanuts connection there, and Eliopolis is pretty vocal about the fact that he is very fond of Charles Schultz and Peanuts. Very recently on his Twitter account, Eliopoulos said that at the age of five, sitting in a book bin in my uncle's book warehouse, I discovered Peanuts. The deceptively simple drawings left me with a feeling of home. These little characters were my people and I realized there were other children, if only fictional, who thought and felt like me I wanted to live in that world and would forever draw Peanuts characters because they eased my anxiety and loneliness. Schultz is my first best influence. And you see that influence kind of throughout everything that Eliopolis has done since then. Yes, he does his lettering. In fact, Eliopolis still runs virtual calligraphy where he works with a team of other letterers, uh, whose names pop up frequently as we're reading our regular stories. But nowadays, it doesn't seem like he does as much lettering himself. There are some clips online that you can find of him doing lettering on relatively recent books, but it seems like most of the work that he does now is in illustration. If you know Chris Eliopoulos outside the world of comics, you most likely know him for either... Uh, Xavier Riddle and the Secret Museum, which is a PBS animated series, uh, or his children's books. He's got The Giggles Are Coming and The Yawns Are Coming, but even more than that, there's a series of biographical picture books slash comics about famous historical figures called Ordinary People Change the World, written by Brad Meltzer and illustrated by Chris Eliopoulos. Eliopoulos just strikes me as an interesting figure. He did his work in lettering because it paid well, and it kept him in the industry where he wanted to work. And he's made a real impact there. In addition to the fact that his company letters, it seems like the vast majority of Marvel comics, apparently, according to a blog that Marvel posted on September 1st of this year, which is apparently Letterer Appreciation Day, one of Marvel's go-to types is called VC Justin says and it's based on Eliopoulos' own hand lettering style which I think is fantastic like so there's that he's made a very permanent impression on the world of comics in terms of lettering but he has always seemed more drawn to art and in part it's because he I don't know he seems to be really interested in working with children's literature and developing stories for children that will be uplifting and inspiring and empowering the the ordinary people change the world series he put together specifically with the intent of showing children good role models from history and he really seems to have leaned into the children's comics thing Uh, again uh, going back to that comics beat interview he gave in 2019 he talks about trying to pitch a comic that he wrote on, or based on his children to different comics companies, and he says he spent, well, I'm just going to read from the quote here, I spent over 10 years trying to convince people in the mainstream comic companies to reach out to that market. If we started producing comics for kids again, we could rebuild the market, but no one was having it. So I decided to pitch one to my publisher and she bought it. And you know, kind of the rest is history there. Eliopoulos has a very successful career I think in in creating children's comics. The thing that's fascinating to me is that this story that he tells here feels weirdly prophetic. As much as I love superhero comics, the market, the money in comics, in comics themselves, not as comics, not in comics as an IP farm for TV shows and movies and video games and all of that. But in comics themselves, the folks who are spending the most money on comics are folks who are buying comics for children or are the children themselves. Young adult comics, graphic novels, children's comics and graphic novels have, at least the last time I checked, been the most successful line of comics in the entire industry. So in some ways, Eleopolis was kind of ahead of the game in that. So anyway, a lot of really interesting information out there about Chris Eliopoulos. He is still around. He's still working. And you got to kind of just admire the man's hustle. He, in an interview with Marvel.com, and I think this was, again, as part of that Letterer Appreciation Day blog, Marvel asked him what his superpower was. And his response was, working hard. The only reason I have a career isn't because I'm all that good. It's because I work harder than most. I will say he's selling himself short a little bit. I've always found his artwork to be very charming. I've mentioned it when we talked about the issue of illustration that he did for the Matt Fraction David Aha run on Hawkeye. But it is really clear that the man works very hard. Back in 2008, again, around the time that I was really getting into comics as an adult, In an interview with CBR, Chris Eliopoulos described a day in his life. Today, I drew up two Misery Loves Sherman strips, started lettering Daredevil number 112, did some work on Secret Invasion number 7, went over some lettering work, hopefully finishing a Franklin Richards layout tonight, and Twittered a couple times. That's fantastic. It's just, again, man has worked so hard and has done so much, and primarily I think is known as a letterer at least for his Marvel work but there's a lot more to his career out there really worth looking more into him and seeing what he does especially if you have kids like I've I've I haven't seen his PBS show um but I have read through some of his children's book The Giggles Are Coming is very very cute again his his old web comics are fantastic and I think that's the bit to bring this full circle talking again about the comics blog thing that's the thing that makes me the saddest right now is that Eliopolis came up in a time when a lot of people were doing some really interesting stuff in the medium, primarily online, and a lot of that really interesting work is getting lost. And I think that's actually... Okay, to bring this back full circle, this is kind of how I want to wrap this up. I miss comics blogs, in part because as I was getting into comics, it felt like there was all of this really interesting exciting stuff that was happening specifically in the field of web comics and comics blogs were a place where a lot of that was getting surfaced getting publicized getting spread out and a lot of that is now getting lost comics blogs themselves have largely disappeared i feel like they've all been kind of wrapped up in these larger platforms like polygon and uh even CBR, I think, has gone far more mainstream, talking mostly about Marvel news, uh, Marvel movies news, and not as much about sort of these weird little indie titles. Misery Loves Sherman seems like it was a passion project for Eliopoulos. I thought it was quite charming from what I was able to track down. And the reason I have to say from what I was able to track down is that the domain itself, Misery Loves Sherman, has been bought out and no longer appears to feature these comics themselves. So it's just a shame that these stories, these really interesting experiments and these really interesting tiny little scrappy self-published comics are kind of falling away in favor of stuff that is more corporatized and more centralized. Even webtoons, which I love webtoons, seems to be dominated by stuff that the platform itself pushes. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Curation is not a crime necessarily it just is a shame i miss the diy days i miss discovering brand new web comics and doing archive dives discovering that they've actually been around for several years and being able to waste a whole afternoon or two just going through those back catalogs and with a tinge of nostalgia i miss a lot of the stuff that was so very clearly inspired by the newspaper comics i grew up with like misery loves sherman was that said Eliopoulos seems to be doing very well for himself and is very happy with what he's doing, so wish the man all the best. We'll be taking another couple weeks to finish off our recovery. Uh, I'm probably coming down with whatever my kid had. Wait, I know what my kid had. My kid had RSV. I'm probably coming down with something else. At any rate, once we're all healthy and hale again, we'll have another recording, and we'll see you then. In the meantime, happy holidays.